Okay, we're just waiting for Vanessa. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Where's your class? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking uh -huh, about. I was, I was slipping. I was like, I need to, I need to calm down. <laughs> How are you doing, How are you? I'm not bad, you know. I'm just, this actually is alcohol. It is, it's not wine. I normally like to put my wine glasses, my yeah. wine in the right glass and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm so happy you're doing this with me. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Who we've got? I'm just checking to see. Oh, we've got. I think we've got Liz that's joined. I don't know anybody else. They're probably some of your. Anyway, yeah, thank yeah, you so much for joining us. Some new names as well. So thank you guys oh. so so much. Well, um, I'll introduce myself in a second. But I would, yeah. before we get into it, I just wanted to ask, how are you? And with everything that's happening in the world and. Where's your spirit? Where's your mind? <laughs> Where's your head? Just, just Hi, Charlie. Please. Sorry, I've just my friend yeah, just said, "Oh, you're just up." Fine. Like I, I don't know if you've just seen, but I just put up a post on one of yeah. the yeah my experience that I had, and this is this has got to do with my journey in itself. Mm. Um, it was just a you know a post that I put out there on. It was in fact, let me correct myself. It was an article that I put out yeah. for yeah. the the yeah. black community because obviously when you look on the media. It's mm. not very common to see people that look like us. So I thought, yeah. the one article that I've written that I've said, you know what, I want it to come from me. Yeah. And, you know, because everything that's been going on, I just said, look, I need to go back onto my blog and just make sure that all the articles that I have are linked because all mm. the, all, all the you know, experiences with your, your intersections come through when it comes to these kind of things. So anyway, I, I just yeah. searched the article and then I found a link to Facebook and then I've seen that link and looked on the, the comments. The comments, yeah, yeah. Not only the, the comments. And I'm thinking, what what have I done? And do you know what? To be honest with you, I was wow. so blinded by it and so shocked by it. My first thing was, this world is broken, man. Like It's mad. It's a mad yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe that. You have to share that with me after. So I can have yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But I just thought, you know what? Let me have a drink now. Chill. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the mood. We're talking about important things, you know. Yeah. People yeah. have too much time on their hands. So, yeah, if you want to read the cool. post later on, not now, then go ahead. Yeah, but... yeah. that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so I think we can make a start. For anybody who doesn't know me, um, thank for everyone, thank you so much for joining. This means uh, so much to both of us to just be able to hold space in this way as, as Black women, as African women, and just as women in general about this topic that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. And for me, with everything that's happening in the world, I just felt a lot really compelled to to tell our story because if we don't tell it, nobody else will. Yeah. And I, I I I thought to myself, I actually know a few black women who are going through what I'm going through, and we can we can have discussions around it. You know, I've spoken to you a lot, Vanessa, but I just wanted to share with the world or my followers and your followers just what we talk about when we're on the phone. You know, because I think there's something there. Mm. So so I'm Nani. AKA Bantigelelo, Martin. Vanessa likes the full version of my name. I do. Can you tell me <laughs> what the full version of your name is, please? <laughs> <laughs> you can call me that in this live, but it might take a while. So, okay. um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about me so much, but I'm 30. I'm also going through IBS and I found Vanessa maybe, it was June last year, I think. I think um, it was before then, you know. Yeah, it might have been May, actually, because I hadn't actually posted my story yet. So yeah. 
I found on the hashtag Black Infertility, or maybe it was a different hashtag, I don't know. And I found Vanessa's work and what she was doing. And I just was like, oh, she's in the UK. Oh my gosh, she's Black. I have to speak to her. And I reached out to her. I reached out to a few other Black African-Americans, but nobody got back to me. And Vanessa was the only person that did. Mm. So for that, I, I, I literally love you just for that. Before we even... I love you too. So thank you for that. But yeah, I wanted you to just introduce yourself. Tell us about who you are, whatever you want to say, your name, your age, because I think that matters when the age matters when it comes to fertility. So people yeah. know not just older people or whatever. But yeah, sure. just introduce yourself and tell us what you want to know, what you want us to know about you and what you're about. Sure. So um hi everyone and once again thank you for joining Noni's um live, her first live. I don't really mm. do lives so but I thought for the in the spirit of helping one another yeah and just showing up i just thought i need to i felt that i needed to do this um mm. so i'm vanessa obviously uh i'm 30 I, i've started to forget my age you know i'm 32 I'm, 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32 i'm gonna be 33 in july um what were the other things that you wanted me to say in this introduction i'm sorry i'm so awkward i'm, I'm i'll warm up i'll warm up no 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 <laughs> me too me too uh, which african country you're from because i think that's i am from ghana both of my parents are from ghana my dad is from elmina in ghana so that's the Fenty region mm -hmm. let's not talk about how they're colonized with slavery but yeah my mom's from <laughs> Kwewe, which is the the northern part of of ghana so yeah 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 okay and in three words how would you describe yourself oh, just three words that some wild questions in there. Uh, I am extremely passionate. Mm. I would say I'm loyal. Mm. Um, and I think because it just kind of speaks to my journey, I'm just very God fearing. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the first three things that came to mind, to be fair. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that. Okay. So um, I wanted to give the technical definition Sorry. of infertility. <laughs> I mean, we both know the, de the, the technical definition of infertility. I can find it on here, but I just wanted to ask you, really, away from the technicality of it, of what it means, what does infertility mean to you? Um, what does it, from your personal experience, how would you define the moments of experiencing infertility? And what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, you know, when I, when, I, when I say to you, what does infertility mean to you? Like, what is, yeah. what is your experience? Um... Yeah, I think I'm going to answer based on what's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is infertility is the inability to conceive um, a child, a baby. But mm -hmm. I, I stress this when I say within a, te within a temporary point of time. Yeah. One of the things that I, I, I actually probably learned from you was in my journey is infertility is not the same as being sterile. So if, we, if we look at it from a medical point of view, yes, when you're yes. infertile, yes. you it's a it's a temporary position to be in where you are unable to conceive a child for a given amount of time. Yeah, and when you're sterile, it's more the fact that medical circumstances are not allowing you to have yeah yeah children. So yeah. And, and and I say temporary because obviously as we get into the thick of the conversation, yeah, I have a son now. Mm, mm, so my my journey and I, I don't know who's with with us on this live I say with us because I feel like this is going to be a lovely intimate conversation but my journey yeah. was I think three and a half years until mm. I conceived my first child when I say my first child guys I'm talking about my, my child that didn't live yeah so, so until I conceived my, my first child 
I was going on the journey for three, four, five yeah. years. And I don't know, you, you guys can like this or put your you know thumbs up or whatever just to communicate with us. Mm. But the temporary solution, temporary situation felt like a, a, a lifetime. You know, yes. when you feel like, you know, it's not going to yeah. happen. That's the, the irony with it. It felt like a lifetime. Um, so that's that's the way I'll just des I'll describe it. I, you had yeah. parts of other questions, sub questions. If you can remind me, what else you were asking apart from the definition? Yeah. So I was saying, um, from your personal experience, how would you define the moments and the feelings? And you, I think you just said you know, that lifetime kind of feeling. Yeah. But what more can you add to that? Oh gosh, guys, listen. I've got my drink here. <laughs> but if there's tears, and it's not that she's triggering me. I'm, I like to be real. But if there's tears, mm -hmm. tears. How would I define the moments? Oh, painful. Mm. Lonely, mm. dark sometimes, girl. But mm. I will end by saying there were also some, also some beautiful moments. Okay. And what I mean is that there was a time in my journey where I had to see it as every day that I take an injection and every day that I take a pill, yeah, I'm one day closer to seeing my child. That's a good way to look at it. That's my mother-in-law. That my mother-in-law taught me that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, for, so for me, that yeah, those, those were the beautiful. The beautiful moments were even going as far as knowing that I fell pregnant, but mm. and that was enough. Yeah. The desperation was that was that that far deep that falling yeah. pregnant, being told that sorry, your baby isn't oh. going to survive, was enough for me. Wow. Those were the beautiful moments. That's that's kind of so beautiful and, and quite sad mm. at the same time. Like, and, I, and I'm thinking about it. In my experience, I, I relate completely. I think I find it difficult to see each day as a step closer. Mm. Mm. But we'll, we'll, there's a question about that, actually, and, and we can expand okay. on that further down. Um, so I guess we can move on to then what has been your story of infertility, just with a bit more detail and... and <laughs> you know the things that you've done or tried to get to this point you guys prepared to be here till nine o'clock yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking i'll try and keep it as succinct as possible yeah. um the journey so I'm, I'm i'm gonna talk about the journey in terms of the definition mm -hmm. so so even though i've had a history of irregular periods i started my period when i was 12 12 years old and yeah. listen as far as I'm concerned, I don't know who else can kind of say, yes, I agree. But when I started my period, as long as, even though they were very irregular, so I'm talking like there was one, I think as soon as I started, maybe a year later, I had my second period since I started. That's how irregular they were. Wow. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I wasn't having sex that early, but as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Yeah. for me, if I weren't getting a period, that was perfect because I hated them. Like I had really, really bad periods. Yeah, yeah And this yeah. is going to sound a bit weird, but I always had an inkling that when I was getting irregular periods, that it probably would be difficult to have children. But who's wanting to come from university saying, oh, Debbie, I'm pregnant? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We need to like, talk who... about this. Because I feel like we need to know this. Even when we're younger and not ready, yeah, we need yeah. to know that this yeah. might happen to you. Yeah. Because it's shocking when you get 30 and you're like, I don't have a child. It's mad. Yeah, so yeah. Who, yeah, who, who wants to do that? Mm. So, so for me, it was it was actually a a, a blessing in disguise. I say that haphazardly yeah. because in hindsight, look, but yeah. so I didn't I didn't look into it because at that time, yeah, I wasn't 
my interest wasn't childbearing. It was getting to university, getting a degree and coming to say, look, yeah. dad, I've done everything in order. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the journey really started when I got married in 2014. And my husband now um, is who I met in university. Uh, okay. So we have been together for 15 years. We've been, we, we were dating 15 years and seven of those, of those years, we just celebrated our sixth anniversary, mm-hmm. wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah we, we, we've been together and married. So I would say, because we've been together so long, uh, maybe six months after we got married, we'd already agreed that um, we're more than right. happy to start having children. Right. But not only that, let's talk very, very briefly, pills. Like when I okay. when I was on the pill, I was on yeah. a, I was on a pill called the Yasmin. Yasmin is an absolute hater. I, so I you were, sorry, you were on the pill as in as a contraceptive as as a contraceptive. Okay. I was on the pill as a contraceptive. Yasmin, I went to De Montfort University. Yasmin mm. um, w- was awful. Like my my, my libido, if that's the right word, went down. Yeah. Like you know. With, with respect to my husband, I can't go into detail, but it, even yeah. the honeymoon itself was quite hard because my moods were really low. So yeah. I you know what, just yeah. in, for, for what I sacrificed, being a Christian, it was also important for me to try not to have sex before mm-hmm. I get married. We tried, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> so <laughs> we tried. So, so, for, so for me, it was, it was a thing where, right, the fact that now we can have sex Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mind getting pregnant. So we came off the pill. I came off the pill. I say we, we I came off the pill about a week, mm-hmm. a month after I got married. No, actually yeah. three months before I got married. And um I just thought, you know, obviously what happens when they say if you get off the pill, you better be ready that you know things are gonna get lit, you're gonna get pregnant. So I thought, exactly. okay, fine, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Come and see. Like six months down the line. I, I didn't even have a period or what, what you'd call your first one withdrawal bleed after after coming off the pill. I didn't have yeah. any bleeding. So I thought that was quite weird. Fast forward. So, so you were worried at that point? Or were Sorry, you just, was I worried? Were you worried at that point? Or? No, because I don't know if anybody on the live agrees, but I'm sure you've heard before that because you, when you're on the pill for so long, yeah, it, takes it, a while. it messes up your cycle, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So for me, I, I wasn't worried at the time, but okay. it got to a point where I think it got to about nine months after coming off the pill that I had nothing. So I went right. to the doctor and, you know, in the name of NHS, they don't really do any really broad investigations unless you're saying to them that I want to have a child. And to be fair, we did yeah. in loose terms yeah. say, you wanted to start trying for a baby. So yeah. when we went there and said, look, like, we wanna, you know, we've been trying for a baby for, for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this comes across deceptive guys, but I had to do what I had to do to get on the books. Yeah, so I was like, yeah we've, been trying, we've been trying for yeah. a baby for some time. They said, right, okay, let's let's do the investigations. And I don't know how far any of you guys on here on your journey, but what it starts mm-hmm. with is blood tests just to see where your hormone yeah. levels are. Mm-hmm. So, so I remember at this point, just... How old was I? Um, yeah. I got married when I was 27, so I think I would have been 28 at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which works out, yeah, four years later, but yeah, 28 yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, yeah, for your age, that's a good point that you asked that. For your age, yeah. um, for your health profile, there shouldn't be any reason why you're not having periods. Yeah. The only thing is that you've been on the pill for a lot, for a long time. So um, even though it's been, it's been nine months, so that is quite long. So let's just check things mm-hmm. out. We did the blood test. All my hormone levels came back. Everything was fine. So even my egg reserve hormone, I was, I was blessed enough to have a doctor that mm-hmm. went in, like, really, really oh, was good. Yeah. And, and yeah. he had 40 years experience of, of, okay. of what's that word of something I can't say the words 
You know, yeah. the OBGYN that Americans... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had 40 years' experience of that. So he knew what he was doing, and he came back saying, all the hormones are fine apart from your progesterone. Okay. So okay. the progesterone levels had to be something like, let's, let's, I'm just talk, talking numbers. Yeah, just to yeah. show how far it was from what it needs to be. Let's say the numbers needed to be 40. Mm -hmm. Mine, thank you. Obsessorate. I'm so <laughs> thank you for that. Danica's helped us with the words. Let's say you the number needed to be... Like, you're always telling me things. <laughs> Let's say it needed to be 40. Mine came yeah. back at something like three. Mm. So they were like, uh, so it's supposed to be 40. Yours is three. You're basically not ovulating. Hence why you haven't been able to get pregnant yet. Wow. So I said, right, so what now then? Because we're trying to get pregnant. Can we get on with it? I'm, I'm, that, I'm quite impatient like that. So he said, yeah, what we can do is we can get you on a drug called clomiphene. So I was like, what's okay. clomiphene? Any of you, again, who are privy to what this journey is about would have heard of the word clomid or clomiphene, which mm -hmm. is basically mm -hmm. a drug that, a tablet that you can take at a certain point each month that hopefully should allow you to ovulate. Okay. I took six cycles of this um of this drug or this tablet and i didn't ovulate once or even get pregnant because even there's some people that get pregnant and also because you hyper ovulate from it it, it actually forces ovulation some people say you can get it's six months then sorry six cycles is that is that six months so six months yeah because you have to kind of take it at certain points of the cycle i can't remember when it is i think when you start your period it's like day one to day five Okay. Do like a day twenty-one blood test to see if you ovulate. Yeah. Every day I was up day at my office crying. They were like, "Sorry, Vanessa, you didn't ovulate." So mm -hmm. yeah. So at that point, when I think my last cycle with the GP, he said, "You know what, Vanessa, you're so young. There isn't any reason apart from the fact that you're a bit chubby. Oh, thanks. Apart from the fact that you're a bit chubby. Listen, I don't believe in that BMI thing when it comes to black girls because we have a different BMI. Yeah, though. our body, our body mass and muscle is different. Yeah, it's a yeah. different makeup. But anyway, you, you take what you're given in it. You just, yes. you just take it with grace because he's a doctor at the end of the day. Of course. So, yeah. um, so he said that I'm really sorry. There shouldn't be any reason why you're not ovulating. Mm -hmm. um, and so for that reason, I can't do it. He, he actually said in these words, "There's nothing more I can do for you." I'm going to have to refer you to the, to the fertility clinic. Here's, wow. Here is a list that you've got. Choose one. I just chose the nearest one because yeah. I knew I was going to be up in that place like it was my second house. Of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just chose Lesser Fertility Clinic or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called at the time. So is this Sorry? Is this NHS still? It, yeah, yeah. So it's NHS. So sorry, one thing that I didn't touch on, and I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't yeah. want to miss the, the more intimate parts of the story but there is a criteria that you have to meet yeah when yeah. you're obviously wanting to go through nhs and i think if i'm correct and correct anybody who wants to kind of jump in it would be things like you can't be couldn't have had a child in another relationship so you have to be childless you have yeah. to be have a body mass in, index of under 30 no smoking yeah. no out no you know not an alcoholic obviously no one's yeah, yeah, yeah. an alcoholic um your partner, I can't, they're just there's certain things, but the it's yeah. very clear, it's very clear, yeah. and I met all of that. So I remember yeah. having my first appointment a couple of months later at the clinic. They they kind of took my history, you know, asked all the questions they needed to, and said, look, so based on what you've come back with, you're eligible. Every every um every area, so to speak, anybody who's had the yeah. code lottery, every CCCG, yeah. so to speak, will yeah. have different rules. So so yeah. under at Leicester. Yeah. Mine was that I'm eligible to three um, IUI, no, three IUI cycles under the NHS, one fresh cycle of IVF under the NHS, and okay. that's it. 
So I'm not sure how wow. it is. Yeah. Well, well, how many cycles did, did you get? Or do you I've get? Three, three IVF cycles. See, people... Even just... anybody I've said that to has been like, what? Really yeah. shocked? And I just thought that was a standard for people who are under, I don't know, 35. Not whatever. even. So is that three fresh cycles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Girl. Anyway. <laughs> Up north. <laughs> So I was like, cool. But he said, but annoyingly, I was thinking, yes, we're going to get going. Annoyingly, he came back and said, however, unfortunately, I'm going to have to put you on Clomid for two more cycles before we do anything. The re he said that because what happened is when I was doing it for my GP, they didn't have the resources to monitor me closely. So okay. even, so all they could say, mm -hmm. say was... ...or anything. You still with me? Are you still there? Mm-hmm. Someone just the NHS doing pick and mix. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> listen. So that, that I hope funny. you guys all have your MNS cocktail and your wine because yeah. the chemicals that are going to come into this conversation. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what where it got cut off, but basically, I was saying that they're like, you need to do two more cycles of Clomid because. When you're doing it with your GP, they weren't monitoring you properly. So they wouldn't have known what was actually going on inside. When they're monitoring you and doing what you call, sorry to say, this is where my filter's not here today, the dildo yeah. scan, when you have the transvaginal yeah. the Oh my God, yeah? I hated that. Oh. The, the, the ones, they can see what's going on inside. My GP didn't have that. So all he could say was check my blood and yeah. say, from, from the levels, you ovulated. But, you know, you couldn't do anything more. So they said, let's take the chance and actually do a bit more invasive check-in whilst you're on clomid okay. What happened? I didn't ovulate. So they were like, right. okay, right, we're ready for you to start IUI. So um, I started the IUI. Listen, if I'm being honest with you, I, I, I research like crazy. Yeah. My, my background is, I, I, I'm in kind of in research. So I, I had mm -hmm. to make sure what I was doing was, it wasn't wasting my time. At this point, I, I don't know anybody here who's actually taken clomid. I was swollen. I was so uh, You said this. You told me about I this. I think I sent yeah. you a picture. I think I sent Danica a picture. Yeah. 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 fertility. Follow her. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I sent it. Danica. My, my, I was so swollen. So I was thinking, ah, oh, and listen, Clomid, yeah. I was, I was actually, my auntie would have called me a witch. I was so moody. Wow. wow. So moody. I had ridiculous. I understood when my mum says to me, I'm, go I'm having hot flushes. When I was on Clomid, <laughs> yeah, I got it. I literally said, you okay, cool. I get it now. Yeah. It was oh it was horrible. It was honestly so so horrible. So anyway, so that was that. Didn't work like that but those two months that I had it. Went on to an IUI. Back to my point about research. When I researched the IUI, the IUI is basically the same as natural conception. The only difference is yeah. someone, someone's doing it for you. You've got a nurse that awkwardly is in the room with you and your partner or you and your husband. Yeah. And basically they they take the sample of your husband's sperm mm -hmm. and put it as close as possible using like a catheter, almost yeah. like a smear. They, they put it as close as possible to your womb. So yeah. I'm, I'm nothing ovulating, isn't it? Yes. Is it yeah. So, so there's yeah. This, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so com it's, there's finer lines with that process, but yeah, they, they do it within. They do it aligned to your cycle, obviously. So you have to be ovulating yeah. for it to. It's, that's what I mean when I say it's like natural conception. And for exactly. me, it's almost like. Okay, I've been through eight cycles of Clomids. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. The fact that I've been doing this for 3.5 years, unless God wants to do a miracle, I don't think it's going to work. Exactly. Yeah, now, yeah. 
on my post that you posted, there's one bit that talks about a mis miscarriage. Yeah. That's in reference yeah. to my IUI cycle. Okay. Because I actually, I don't talk about it because there wasn't anything definitive for me to confirm it as a pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Apart from the fact that I got a positive pregnancy test. Oh, Within wow. days, it was fading. No way. It was fading. So that, so what, that's what they said. That the theory is that that was a missed miscarriage. But because it wasn't, I'm very, I'm quite, I'm, I, I don't, I'm quite, is it narrow? I don't know what word to use, but I'm quite straightforward in terms of how I like to think. So for me, yeah. it wasn't definitive enough for me to say, oh, look, I've had a miscarriage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so they've got yeah. all these symptoms. So you didn't have any symptoms, nothing? Yeah, I did actually. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, at that, at that time, I was working in recruitment in London. I was traveling yeah. all the time, back and forth on the M1 to London, back to Leicester, to London, back to Leicester. And I remember yeah. I, what was it? I think there was one day that I got back to my hotel and no word of a lie, I'm a light sleeper. I'm mm. the sort of person that I can, I, can, I can survive on like five, four hours. I don't know if that's got to do with Sebastian, my son, but I, even yeah. before that, I slept for easily 10 hours or more. Wow. Woke up thinking what's happened and went back to bed. <laughs> you know that you know that kind of seat when you wake up and you've got creases from the, <laughs> from the you know from the yeah i slept and i thought well that's strange Strange. yeah my guys but i also had really weird mucus mm, um, mm. so i thought oh, what's that about and then obviously that's what made me take the test and it was positive but it was a very faint <laughs> positive a really faint positive but this is what i'm saying when i ended up going back to the clinic saying oh i think because for, for IUIs, I don't think you have test days. I think they just tell you to take a pregnancy test two weeks yeah. after the procedure. Yeah. So I just yeah. remember saying to her that I did do a blood, I, I did do a pregnancy test, and it was it did have a faint positive, but it's mm. negative now. And then you know this is their everyday thing. So very kind of blasé. She said, "Oh, okay, you probably just had a missed miscarriage and kept it moving onto the next cycle." So yeah. I was broken. Like, I yeah. feel like I've answered this question in a really long way, but this is my journey. Like it just. No, no, it's so complicated. That's um, a big part of the whole conversation, so it's fair. Yeah, okay, thank yeah. you. Thank you for giving me that time. So, um, yeah, I, I remember when they said, you've got two goes, and we can be a bit more invasive and give you, you know, big, you know stronger drugs just to make sure your protocols get going. And I was like, no. I said, I don't want any more. I said, I've been on eight cycles of Clomid. Mm. I've just it's just been confirmed that I've got misca miscarriage you know what I'm ready to just go ahead miss those two the two goes that I've got left IUI go straight to IVF and I remember the nurse saying to me Vanessa you do realize that if you forfeit your IUIs that you've got left you can't you go can't. back if IVF yeah, does not work you can't go yeah. back yeah, yeah. Like, I'm ready to do it I'm ready to do it so wow. the IVF story will get quicker because I'm guessing there's questions that are aligned to it but I ended yeah. up um going straight to IVF, started my fresh cycle about a month later, because you know, they normally say, oh, you know, you've had a really traumatic experience. Wait for a month I to get an, a regular period. Ask you. <laughs> that's what they said to me, but I was like, that's not fair. You can't, <laughs> you can't say that to me because I don't get regular periods. So I'm going to, I can yeah, do that Yeah, that's true. But yeah, just put it this way. I'm one of those people that I like to, <laughs> they listen to me and they let me do it about two months later. So um, okay. I, I started my IVF cycle everything was very textbook i thank god it was a very textbook mm -hmm. cycle mm -hmm. first cycle the story with that in itself is something else the, um that cycle was successful even though it didn't end up with a live birth i always i'm very mm -hmm. careful when people say to me was that cycle that cycle successful it was it, it just was. didn't result in a pregnancy in a full term yeah Correct. yeah 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 
yeah yeah no i get that yeah 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 so so it was successful but it was an early miscarriage so just how many eggs did you have collected oh good question Mm -hmm. i was speaking i was speaking to um one of my friends about this other day yeah my husband's swimmers are he (laughs) honestly i had 17 17 eggs collected wow all so out of the 17 10 were mature Wow. All 10 fertilized. That's amazing. Told you. I'm not just saying it because my husband, all 10 <laughs> fertilized, and I think it resulted in six that made it to freeze. That is a really good yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How about, didn't you got a good number though, didn't you? <laughs> Go on, <laughs> Noni. This isn't just about me. Tell the guys what you <laughs> So I had. 20 eggs collected, 19 were fertilized, and 10 made it to day six. What? Girl, you've got a tribe up in there. I was shocked. I said, even if we don't use number two, number three, look, man, 10 embryos in the bag. So thank God. I was I was so shocked. But then I did I did take a lot of supplements and I don't know whether it's to do with that or Mm. it's just my body or whatever. Like, yeah. And also, we had ICSI, so they pick the best sperm out of the lot. So maybe, of course, that will, I think that will aid um, to it. Danica will let us know as Tell well. Tell these guys what ICSI is, please, very quickly. Yes, so ICSI is your normal IVF. They put the sperm and the eggs in one dish, don't they? And then they naturally fertilize or meet each other or whatever. But with ICSI, they literally pick out the best swimmers for my, my husband's sperm and injected it into all of my eggs essentially yeah. so it's it's more it's it's more for people who have um sperm issues as everybody knows my husband's a dialysis patient so his sperm does, don't swim as well or not all of them anyway but they can pick out the mm. best one for mm. the best outcome so that's that's what we have and we have three cycles of that so i'm so grateful to god for that just amazing yeah amazing mm. so yeah so um that's what I got, and um, mm-hmm. six made it to freeze. The, one of them was what was transferred and became the first pregnancy that was yeah. a miscarriage. Yeah. And then, obviously, that was a miscarriage, so I had to wait another two months. Did my second yeah. cycle, which is a form of IVF, but it's called the frozen embryo transfer. So it's when you take um, your, I was going to say, when you take your frozen embryos mm-hmm. out of the freezer. Let's think of it like chicken. You defrost <laughs> it. You take it out of the freezer. You defrost it. You, you take it to put it in <laughs> you yeah. pour it and then um they wait to see obviously what the quality is after it's been thawed and yeah on that occasion we actually took out two our, our okay. consultant actually let us transfer two of those embryos because really? yeah because of mike's because of what i've been through and they're like you know what because you seem to be having these miscarriages just in yeah. case something happens to one of them at least you've got the other but, yeah yeah oh wow because they like have one at a time policy just to try and avoid yeah um so again prayer mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. so um that again was a so this so guys that it was that second cycle frozen embryo transfer that resulted in my son now sebastian wow. but it was it started off supposedly as twins as twins yeah yeah but i had my official test day they were like oh my gosh your numbers are sky high and listen, I'm, I'm obviously on forums <laughs> Checking on, you know, what's your date? Your, your, um, how many days past transfer? What yeah, day yeah, somebody yeah. got? So I'm, I'm gas like 
like my levels are sick you know like they're proper like they're going in wow. like so, thinking. so yeah, i wasn't yeah. surprised when they're like vanessa like we've done your blood test and um the results are and they were just climbing and climbing but i remember yeah. what happened i started bleeding when i tell you sebastian my rainbow baby is a miracle yeah, yeah. tmi again warning that what my what the bleeding looks like it wasn't just bleeding this there was mm -hmm. tissue sorry to say there yeah. was there was tissue and it was the color of it was enough for me to say you know what god's okay fine if, if you don't want me to have this pregnancy oh, wow. so when i went there they're like it looks like you had there's another sack that kind of vanished so it's probably wow. twins but can you see that healthy flicker of a heartbeat there congratulations oh. like you're gonna have a baby that's literally like, got to make me cry like <laughs> sorry <laughs> drink remember i know no, i can't i can't i don't know what her name is but she just said she did say cry girls just cry if you need to cry so okay that's yeah. it thank okay. you girl cool. yes um and that's that it's where we love you sebastian <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting ready to go to bed now so you'll probably hear him like when he's like next door um yeah, yeah. but yeah so i would say that's where my journey ended um, mm. So at this point, I would have been, I remember I was nine weeks pregnant at my 30th birthday party. Oh, and I probably had a shubs. I mean, I like my, you know, Guardians like party, party, party. I had a pop yeah. of shubs and nobody <laughs> knew that I was, I was pregnant. So I was like, I just kept on, I've got a twin, by the way, guys. Everybody kept on giving, like, yeah. giving me drinks. Saying, oh, let's buy you a drink, let's buy you a drink. And obviously, guys, you know the struggle, like when you've been through so much, generally speaking anyway, you don't want anybody knowing that you're pregnant. Just no, that superstition, no. like... Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, what do you want yeah. to do? So me and Valerie had a deal that anytime I had a drink and I have on my hands, I'll be like, and I'll just literally pass it to her. So nobody got to know until I actually, I didn't, I don't think I even announced my pregnancy. I think I just came yeah, on Instagram one day that. saying, hi, here's Sebastian. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I like that because I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, somebody asked me whether I would, I would say, because, because I'm sharing my story, there's a part of me that's like, well, if it, if it's good, like I should really say something. But then at the same time, I just mm. feel after three and a half years or whatever, you just feel so protective mm. of the whole thing. And mm. I don't know. I'd be so worried that if I put it out there, it's out of my control. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like I feel like by keeping it, I'm keeping the baby safe or whatever. You know, I don't know. It's a very weird. But yeah, I always think about that. But Weird that, is the last thing I've used to describe it. It is necessary. Mm. you know this we're having this conversation as a safe space because too many aunties are up in the womb trying to figure out what's going on so yeah. it's not just simply people like i call i call them womb watchers i'm pretty sure on one of my blog posts yeah if anybody's yeah. read them i call them womb watchers too many people up in the womb so it's that as yeah. well yeah exactly yeah exactly. It's, it's, so, so for me it was there was so many reasons and then just also this is gonna this is pretty deep and i hadn't necessarily kind of spoke about my journey yet i was on a secret forum instagram that's where I found the community that I, I needed to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For me, I felt like when you have, this is going to sound a bit sad, but when you are going through IVF, all the, the element of surprises is taken away. And there's nothing the that's yours anymore. Oh, so man. for me, the only thing that I could keep to myself until I started showing yeah. was a pregnancy at nine weeks. You just said something so important. That's the thing that I've, and I think there's a question about this, but that's the thing that I really struggle with is like, you see people going, oh, I found out I'm pregnant. You're like, I will never have that. I will know, as in, I will know, I will expect, if I get pregnant, I'll expect it because I've been through this mm -hmm. process. And there just isn't that like me saying to my husband one day that surprise, because he'll know that on this day we have to take a test 
and it'll either be yes or no, you know. And I just think people don't realize that about people who are going through IVF or assisted fertility, that it's not that element, that wow factor or that magic about it. I mean, obviously there is magic, but I mean, it's a different kind of magic, you know, because yeah. you, you're expecting it essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that's where my journey ended. I had Sebastian 24th of the second 18. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess all I was, for me, it was almost like, I don't know if you see sometimes on people's like posts and stuff, I beat infertility. That was my, I beat infertility moment. Oh, I when love I had them. that. I yeah. And that. Because it's a, it's a disease. Yeah. Infertility is a disease. Going yeah. back to your definition, what is, yeah. infertility is a disease by the world. Yeah. When you look at the World Health Organization, yeah. Yeah. It, there's this disease. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so for me, it was like, I beat infertility. And you know, in, in anybody else's way of whatever disease they have and what they say, how they beat it. For me, that it was that, it was that. It was, yeah. it was a, a big journey and so yeah. much I went through. Do you know what? I even realized I'm speaking to you and I even found one of my um, <laughs> drugs. Ah! But I can't. <laughs> So when, when Sebastian's been too much, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, it was like, I'd be yeah. in facility. So that, that was where it, it stayed, to be honest with you. And then I started blogging. My, my first yeah. story came out in the Metro. And then from yeah. that, just the amount of um, emails, messages, texts, honestly, lonely, broke my heart. I actually feel emotional now. I just thought the amount of people that read that and thought, wow. There because there'll be, I think it's going to lead to the questions that are coming. Cool. Okay. No problem. Fine. So, um, my next question was how do how long did you wait before you sought help? But I guess you've kind of explained that. But in terms of when you started trying, and when mm -hmm. you went to see somebody about it, how long was the time then? Uh, so. And the question goes on to say, did you have any hesitations in seeking professional and medical help? And if you did have any hesitations, what were these based on? And where do you think they stem from? Okay. I didn't wait long to, 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 to seek help because I, I, for me, it was almost like, I don't care if I've just come off a pill. So my, 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 my um, period needs to regulate. Just remember, one yeah. of the things that I always kept to myself and didn't act on was the fact that I've always had irregular periods. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I was in a different position. I wasn't that schoolgirl, uni girl who didn't want to come home saying I'm pregnant. I was that married woman. Exactly. Knows that my background is that I don't get periods. Something actually could be wrong now. It's speaking yeah. to me. The problem's in my face now. Speaking to me. Yeah. But I didn't take long. It, mm. I, I would say from the point that I got off the pill to seeing the, the GP and getting blood tests was six months. It was nothing. Um, mm. Your second part of the question? Was, um, you didn't have any hesitations, it seems. But what do you think, what do you think are the reasons or the hesitations that other black women have? In, in seeking professional help. So not even in telling family, friends, but just in seeking that professional help. Like why? Because we have, there's so many studies that show that black women wait longer to, to see. And, and I did actually, I'm one of those people. So- um, Hey, no need. In your, in your opinion, like even just from the women you spoke to. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very careful. And I, I know you, 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 um, yeah. You ask that question with your best intentions, but I'm very yeah, careful. Yeah. I like to speak for myself and only myself. Yeah. And my course. my hesitations yeah. were, I don't want to. I don't want to be going up in the GP and someone telling me that I'm infertile. You know. Mm. God forbid. That's all we God know. God all, all we know is that is not your portion. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, I didn't want to be hearing that. Yeah. And but that was in the very far back of my mind. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very far back in my mind, but I I was thinking, nah, that wouldn't, nah. Me? Nah. No. That's that's not happening. But apart from that, no other hesitations. I just wanted to know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I guess your story's a bit different because your periods were irregular anyway. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So there was that, like, I need to find out more than anything what's going on. Mm. Okay, cool. So, and then the next question is, who was the first person you told outside of family like I was, I mean, obviously you probably spoke to your husband and stuff about it but yeah. like who was the first person that you opened up to um and and what were your fears also about opening up to them if any first person i spoke to outside of my family so does that include my sister my twin sister okay i guess you yeah you can say you can say her yeah my twin yeah. sister was the first person yeah. we're very close so yeah I, I, I moved to leicester she lives in london but we're, we're that close to the point that we speak like Minimum yeah. three times a day. We're extremely close. And yeah. she's the first person that I told. My yeah. twin at the time would have also had her, her, her baby who was three, well, not a baby, but she had a toddler mm. three, three, three years okay. old. All I've known is to be growing up with her and doing the same things at the same time. Yeah. That's so true. how I felt was it was very heightened. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's the first person I told. Other than that, I don't think there's anybody else that I told. If there was further down the line, it would have been my employer because... I was spending a lot of time at that at that um, of hospital, and the work yeah. that I did, I was I, I was in recruitment. It was field recruitment. I was always up and down, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be driving the car you, and trying to inject find- myself at the same time, am I? So I had to tell them. <laughs> yeah. How did you find that though with work? Because I I I've read that a lot of women do struggle to manage work and and IVF. Best advice I can give to everybody watching who will be going on a, a you know a fertility assisted treatment cycle or be going through mm-hmm. whatever treatment it is know your rights when, yeah. when my treatment got to ivf i'm not sure if you're aware of this at the point of embryo transfer you are deemed as a pregnant woman yeah until yeah until moving yes. yeah yeah until yeah you're, you're actually yeah. a pregnant under legislation yeah. under employment law you're pregnant so yeah you have every right to say i need to be off work because this baby exactly. yeah yeah so, so so obviously before that what i did was injections and stuff obviously i say take it at the same time so mm-hmm. because my day started early, the most I could only think of the time that I'm always going to be at home. But sometimes I'm the motorway at five o'clock in the morning. Or six, yeah. it's, actually, it's a bit of a push. Six o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. So I make sure I, I know that I'm always going to be home at five o'clock in the morning. Therefore, I'm always going to be Vanessa, sorry, just interrupt you. A lot of people didn't know what you just said about when you when they do the transfer, that you're pregnant and to prove an otherwise. Oh, okay, what do you want me to clarify? Huh? Do that again. What do they want me to clarify? No, they were just saying they didn't know that. And these are people that have oh. similar journeys to us. Yeah. So that's, that's really... But again, this is this is my thing. I think the lack of information and, the, yeah. and just people who look like us giving out the information. Yeah. Because yeah, you might not look for it. You might not look for the fact yeah. that, oh, can I take time off if after an embryo transfer? You might not look for it, but... It, yeah, you're proven pregnant until proven guilty. Poopo, I think. Yeah, poopo, pregnant until proven otherwise. Otherwise, sorry, not guilty. <laughs> Girl, put that gin down. The alcohol needs to stop. <laughs> Maybe you do need to put it down. Um, yeah, so guys, yeah, um, yeah. under employment, I studied law, but I didn't go into it. But I've always been a geek when it comes to knowing my rights. If you want someone to argue that the sky is pink, and then I argue that it's grey, call me. I that's me. I'm, I'm one of those people. So yeah, yeah. I, I made sure that I knew my rights. And under employment law, as soon mm-hmm. as you take that embryo transfer, you, you are protected. 
you want to yeah. make the pregnant person actually protected. So I'm yeah. glad that this isn't something that people know and it's something that you can take away with you now. But um, exactly. yeah, I just yeah. made sure in terms of the administering of drugs and, and, and the injections, because my work was so here, there and everywhere, I just thought of a time that I know I'm always going to be home and that was five o'clock in the morning in my bedroom. Yeah. So I was taking injections at five o'clock in the morning every yeah. single day. Yeah. yeah. So, you did them yourself, by the way. Yeah, because my husband wasn't about that life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't. I said, I, I can't do it. Your husband just, did them for you? Yeah, I said, I can't do it. Amazing. I, just the idea of my going, oh, no, I can't, I can't. No, no, no. I wouldn't I, have done it. If it was left to me, I wouldn't have done it. I remember them saying, you can either do it in your thigh or you can do it in your stomach. I've got big, yeah. quite curve, I'm like bottom heavy. So I thought, yeah, my thighs can take that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think... Let me speak for myself again. Yeah. When I'm determined to do something, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. For me, it was almost like, if this is going to get me closer to having a baby. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. I get you. I'll do I think it. I just, I just have, a, I, needles are just not my thing. So yeah. I just didn't. And, and also my, my thing with, with the injections was I wanted him to feel a part of it. Yeah. Because he really wanted to be a part of it. I like what, I like what my friends have said. I'm not sure if she wanted to say a name, but. She yeah. said that was my way of getting my husband involved. Yeah, love exactly. it. Because it's, men are very much a part of that journey as well. They are, and, and and that's another question. Do you think men get left out of the IVF journey in particular, or just the um, yeah maybe the IVF journey? Do you think they get left out of the conversation or the experience? Or I don't think they. Again, I don't want to speak for anybody's husbands. I think my men... husband nearly collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. But at the same time, it's uh, also for, for the men who struggle with yeah. all the little intricacies of it, the injections, how the woman yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a blessing in disguise. And I'll say that for my husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's overwhelming for them. They're just like, just yeah. what is the plan? What is the result? End of yeah. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so this this is. I don't know about the UK, but there are studies in in America that show that Black women have a more negative experience of fertility care. Would you agree? And what has been your experience here in the UK? And do do you feel comfortable, obviously, to say? Hundred percent. Hmm. Listen, mm. amplify melanated voices. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's the thing. The, the, the difficult, the reason why the, the medical field is so here and there is because we're, we don't, we're not representative in their research, are we? Yes, yeah. So you can't say, oh, you know, black women are less likely to have a positive outcome in their cycle when the research isn't there. Exactly. You, can't measure, you can't measure what you don't know. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. I'm speaking for myself. My care, my experience was okay. It was okay because I just so happened to have um and you know, excuse me to say that there is something in seeing people that look like you. So it was a lovely lady. Let's say her name was June. I don't know why June came to mind, but let's say her name was June. <laughs> there was a lovely receptionist called June. And one thing that I love about her, as soon as you walk into that door, because she's a receptionist, she's the person that meets you. So I'm walking mm. already with that welcome. I already yes. got warm. And then my, yeah. my, um, I, your nurses change because you're there yeah. so much. I didn't you, know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
This ain't maternity care. Was it, but I really like the other one. Yeah, no, she's, gone. she's 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 gone. You never really? see her again. Oh. Yeah, it's a shame. Mm. Nurses change, but most of the nurses that I had got to remember. I've been doing this for for ages, so it was yeah. over. It was over two yeah. years to the time that I started at the clinic and finally yeah, at Sebastian. Yeah. So yeah. They, I I got used to everyone. There was one witch there, but we won't talk about her in it. Positive, positive, po- positive vibes only. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I think I think because of them, my experience was was great. And okay. in the only bad experience that I had was the official test day for my first cycle. Mm, mm. The lack of compassion was it? No, I'll, I'll go into detail. This is something that I haven't always wanted to tell people because it's just something that I want to leave to another archive without going into detail. But um, yeah. I basically had to find out for myself that my cycle actually had worked. They told me initially that it hadn't worked. The long and short of the story is I remember I was praying that month. I was on my freshing floor praying every day. That yeah. God, please, if, and this is yeah. the reason why I do what I do. I, I remember I got so desperate and I said to God, God's like, I can't, I can't be going through all of this for it for them mm. to say it's a negative test i said god i promise you i promise you if you give me a baby i will talk about you and what you've done for me this is why i do what i do uh, this is why i do what i do so wow. um i remember having a dream this is all yeah. good sound a bit weird i remember having a dream and i was in my my toilet and i took a pregnancy test and this is like very near to the official test day mm-hmm. that, so i'm starting to get you know when you know when they say when you're thinking about something a lot it comes through dreams and you see it more yeah so i had yeah. a dream i took a test in the toilet and it was one of the digital clear blue ones mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when i read the screen i was shaking but when i read the screen it didn't say you're pregnant or you're not pregnant it said you're a mother <gasps> yeah so i was like oh that's strange and then I, woke up, I and then after i think in that same dream a couple of a couple of um hours later i remember going back to the mm-hmm. toilet saying to my husband um, something's not right, I'm bleeding. Mind you, I'm not going to go too deep. Mind you, every single time I've had a miscarriage, I've had a dream that I bled. I've had a dream that I knew it was happening. Wow. So anyway, I thought, right, I need to start praying against this. But I thought, yeah. oh, God, yeah. you have promised me. You said you're going to do it. And for that reason, I believe in you. So I remember, I'm not sure what's, what you guys have been through and what your experience has been, but what they say normally, the protocol is, on official test day, they'll normally do a urine test first. Okay. And... Um, if they, if the urine test is negative, they won't go ahead and do a blood test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I remember going in there and saying to them, just so that you can cover all bases, if the urine test is negative, please do a do a blood test anyway. Blood and they were like, it's, we don't need to. Then I was like, just do one anyway. And I did tell them when I went on official test day that look, I'm bleeding by the way. And they were like, so more so that the fact that the, the test is is negative, yeah, you're bleeding, it hasn't worked. So that was that. I remember broken, leaving the clinic, like, oh, God, I can't believe this. Everything I've done, every injection, no. every prick, every pill, every yeah. bit of constipation, every bit of bloating, <laughs> and you can't even come and give me a, a positive test. I was broken. So yeah. I remember I went home and I'm still bleeding. So you know when you see the blood and you're like, it just kind of, it's a slap in the face. Like, it definitely hasn't happened now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like four hours later, whilst I'm processing the fact that it was a failed cycle, I get a call from the clinic. And it was one of the nurses. She's like, Vanessa, are you okay? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. she goes, yeah, I'm just calling. She goes, I wanted to know if you're still bleeding. And I was like, yes, I am still bleeding. And she goes, the reason why I asked is because where we did end up agreeing to take the blood test, it's actually come back positive. And you are pregnant. 
Wait, is this with Seb or the first time? First time. The very first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so how does That's that why I've learned to say when a cycle, even if it results in a miscarriage, when it's when it's when it's a successful cycle, it's successful as long as you've got a positive. So I was like, sorry, what? She goes, Yeah, your test has come back positive. But all in the space of three hours have been told number one that it didn't work, number two, exactly. actually it did work, and number three, it has worked, but the reason we probably got a negative urine test is because you're miscarrying. You miscarry wow. Or so it, my emotions are all over the place. That is, um, no, that's too mad to deal with. Wow. So in response to, to bad experiences, I'd say that was it. I think I was, I was speaking to a clinic, a clinic that wants to open, and they were asking questions or asking different patients, people that mm. who blog about IVF. One of them, they, mm -hmm. they called me in and said, what advice would you give? And I say, you need to stop being so, you need to start being more patient-centered when it comes right. to patients. Stop being so te te textbook, just because your protocol is exactly. that don't do blood tests. You're not exactly. going to do blood tests. Yeah. You know, just be per personify it a lot yeah, more. I think it's perfect that you're you're engaging in in conversation yeah. like yeah. that because if the people who are going through it don't give feedback or whatever, then you know. So I think it's great that you're doing that. But I that's a messed up situation. Yeah. That's just that's so wild. in the manner of all things bad experiences. Overall, it was fine. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm very much the sort of person that just do what you need to do to my body to get me this baby, and I'm going to keep it moving. So yeah for me it was fine but that that experience made me think no nah, like nhs need to stop being so haphazard best believe mm -hmm. if i was paying 5k a pop and i was doing it off nhs they would have done everything of without course. even having to ask of course yeah 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 yeah. definitely okay no that's that's um i do want to talk i'm having danica on next week and she's doing it privately so i really just want to see Ooh, okay what the differences are so yeah, it'd be really interesting to, to speak to her about that. Mm. Um, okay, so now <laughs> this is probably the main question for me personally. And because you're from Ghana as well, like I'm obviously from Southern Africa and I'm yet to meet another Southern African talking about infertility in the way that you and I are doing. I'm not saying everybody has to do it, but I'm Even though saying... they just recently did the fertility show, right? You know, they recently did a fertility <laughs> show. No. South Africa, IVF Babel wanted me to go Don't to Don't say Africa. this. We'll talk later. You can continue. Okay. This okay, this is good. So I just haven't met or rather found um anybody from the Southern African region, whether it's Zimbabwe. Okay, so I was just saying that um that I haven't met people from my region of Africa my region of Africa zone of Africa where they're talking about this stuff in the way that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um Thing, but it has to do it the same way but I just mean you know being rid of the stigma the shame and just saying someone said you need to make sure you go over I missed that can you just type that again you I missed make it sure it doesn't go over an hour for it's save I think that's what the person said is that right uh, I see okay I remember that I remember that thank you so much so my question really was that in your opinion why do you think black women or men at large do not talk about infertility um, is it cultural, societal, or is it an individual thing? Like, what is it's it that socio -cultural, is... socio-cultural, societal, multi-layered. There's uh -huh. a lot of things. Um, if we move to culture, I would say it's that typical... This is my favourite word. I think I'm rinsing it, though. In the name of me always moaning about people rinsing words. <laughs> you know, black people and our community is very pronatalist. 
Yeah. I don't know if every, I don't know if everybody's the same, but I've recently been so ingrained in finding out why we're positioned in a certain way, why we behave in a certain way. And I think when you think about it this way, from from where we've come from, yeah, we've been made to believe that we have to. We're meant to have children without no question. Um, yeah. It's almost like if that's what pronatalist means. If anybody doesn't know, yeah. it's almost like it's it's something that's a given that you you yeah. they, they believe and they're very for procreation without necessarily any problem. They don't almost, yeah. almost kind of put that into consideration. Um, Sorry, V. Let me just some some sounds gone. Can oh. you guys hear? Oh, so oh, okay. Can anybody else hear us? If you can, just put like yeah. or thumbs up, please. That's a bit telling. Yeah, no one's no yeah. anything. Can, Can you guys hear us? Yep. Thank you, Hannah. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Good. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everyone. So Thank much. you, Jen. Thank you. I'm just I'm just yeah. giving people love. Thank you, darling. Zandit, what's your actual name? This girl, she's proper for it, you know. I love her. Um, it's my sister. It's your sister. Hello, babe. No wonder. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool, let's go. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, go on. Oh, hi, Vanessa. So she just joins as well. Thank you for joining us, V. <laughs> you got to send people the love, you know. You know how many lives are going on these days? Like, yes. What, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just thinking, oh, gosh, this is like competition just to be at the same really? time. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. But, um, yeah, so I think yeah. it's, so, so I said multi-layered. So I spoke about the cultural side. Um, I spoke about um, societal like for mm. example when you go to fertility like when I, I, I went to the fertility show when you look at the yeah. literature yeah those babies yeah. are white babies the mm -hmm. white and when you look on tv what what the media says to you you're not made to mm. believe that any black woman goes as far yeah. as having to have ivf and yeah. even where some people probably in church or your community have had it they'll just say oh yeah finally we conceived not knowing that exactly. it was going to help exactly exactly someone wrote to me and said they don't know any black woman who's had ivf and this is a black person and i, I was like that that's fair because obviously if nobody's talking about it then you never yeah. know but it doesn't mean it didn't happen but we're just not going to know because of the silencing about it but i just wonder like what is it in terms of women and our fears like where is it okay, fine, we're pronatalists as our community. So do you, is it like a shame thing? Do women feel like, oh, I can't say that I'm having trouble because I should just be able to have kids? Well, yeah, it's, I think it's almost, it's interrelated. So it's almost like, if it's not spoken about, it's going to come across as a situation that's abnormal. And therefore, mm. if it's abnormal, somebody's going to feel a way to talk about something that they think they're singled out from. Yes, yes. That's what yes. I mean, it, got, it, 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 it yes. all goes hand in hand. I'm in mm -hmm. a community where we don't talk about it. Okay, fine. That means that everybody's cool. And when, they, when it's time to conceive, they need to look in their husband's eyes and get pregnant. Okay, cool. Exactly. Right. What's happening with me? That's not happening to me. Exactly. Oh, I'm ashamed. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And also, what doesn't help is the fact that, you know, triggers. So in, whether it's at a party, where you're seeing, oh, when are you going to have your own? Don't wait too long. Exactly. What are you waiting for? All this stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that's why it alienates you more. I liked your post when you said, well, the real answer is in the numbers. And you listed your whole, yeah. this is what I've been doing. So don't be asking me those questions because Listen, you don't know what. I, I don't think I've had too much of this. I think this is just me being Vanessa. Yeah. When you think about it this way, 
nobody ever asks. I remember when I was seeing a therapist, there was a therapist attached to my clinic. So back to your question about yeah. experiences, I love the fact that they gave me a, a therapist or a, a counsellor. And she was yeah. very, yeah. you know, one thing that I love about British people is with their sense of humour and just freeness, Africans mm -hmm. don't speak about all that little stuff like periods and sex and it. they yeah. very squeamish when it comes to that kind of stuff but yeah. when obviously I had a, a white therapist who was talking about obviously those in black people in position as counsellors are different but when I was mm -hmm. talking to her she was and she said to me think about it this way anytime somebody that is an unwarranted question that should not be asked and I'll tell you why do people mm -hmm. go around saying oh did you have sex today and did you come exactly oh, oh you had sex today oh yeah did you come nobody asked you should ask me all those questions yeah so why the hell would you I ask love someone that. Why would that. you ask someone? It's, it's beyond me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, never, you know, you're entitled. Auntie is peak because I can't really go to auntie and say, oh, um, did you have sex? And you can't, I can't really do that. But in theory, I love, I love the idea. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I mean, I, how do you, how did you respond to people when they ask you that? Because I, even now, I just go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's coming. Because, you know, I can't be bothered mm. to, be, to be getting into. And I also don't just want to have, although I speak about infertility quite openly, I don't want to be having that conversation at a party. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes I'm just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Or I just ignore it and just move and keep walking. Or, but how do you, how do you, what do you say to people who say? Initially, initially I would say, you're probably going to hear Sebastian soon because he's trying to get the Can you hear him? Um, initially I would just avoid it I'd avoid it the best way I can and I'd say oh we're not ready yet but like a fool but I shouldn't, I shouldn't be hard on myself saying that would make someone say oh you know but don't wait too long like yeah. and then yeah. quite sadly I actually started stopped going to social gatherings just to avoid the question yeah because the thing about me is where I can I'll be diplomatic I'll be respectful yeah but yeah. there's some point in my journey where I lost it. Yeah, I lost no, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. lost my filter, then I lost my patience, I lost my sense of worth and esteem. I couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, I relate to that. I think before before I started talking about it, I just kept thinking, oh my God, I can't. This is the one thing that, number one, I've always wanted. Mm. This is the one thing that I'm sure my husband wants from me. And I can't do it. Mm. And I can't, I can't, it's not happening, you yeah. know, and I just, I just felt so bad. And I don't know why I felt bad, but I, I just felt bad. Like, I can't <laughs> give, I can't give our family life this situation. And then it turns out, obviously, I wasn't the one with the factor. It was him. But, you know, mm. this kind of guilt that women feel just all the time yeah. as, a, as a default is you feel like it's your responsibility to bring life into the world and yeah and something's wrong you just feel the burden on, on yourself so it's just at one point in time i was i was broken because remember i'm a twin and i all i've known mm -hmm. all i've known in the 27 years of my life knowing is that me and valerie do everything together we went to school yeah, together. they they tried to separate me and valerie at uni they said okay these girls will stop being too close by Valerie going to Wolverhampton and Vanessa going to the Montfort University. What happened? Valerie will be at my, my house over the weekend. So when it got to the time where we got married and she had a baby, it was like, rah, like, so that's, that's when you know you have no control over doing the same thing. I know, exactly. was the face. And my older sister, I'm one of four girls. Okay, yeah. So my older sister had a baby as well. And I remember at my dad's 60th, I think that was the time when I was just, I, I was finished. 
the IUI cycle, which was a missed miscarriage, had happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a time when we were all dancing because you know at every African party there's a time when we all dance and open, yeah, open the floor, <laughs> <laughs> open the floor. Is and, that uh, slide? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I remember I looked and it was with my two nieces because they're both girls were dancing. I was just sitting there thinking, and where's mine? Like at my dad's sixtieth. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's so sad. But but do you so I, I wanna ask you this, this is not on a list, but um like I find it hard to imagine myself as a mother. Ooh. I don't know whether that's like a defense mechanism because I don't want my mind to go there and then have to pick myself up if you know, like if it doesn't work. But like I, I don't I, I find it very hard to even picture oh. or like think about having a, a child or a girl or a boy and just even just the concept in your mind I don't even go that far to think about it mm. so when you were trying did you see yourself as a mother always as in did you have these like I don't know visions or dreams or yeah so um firstly I just wanted to to just pay attention to somebody that just said oh I have a twin sister she has three mm-hmm. kids and I have an angel where we you sis mm-hmm. thank you for for joining us thank you for sharing that as well. yeah thank you for sharing that that's really brave yeah. um that really has touched my heart because i'm a twin as well i can mm-hmm. kind of only imagine what that feels like um yeah i yeah i don't think i ever got to a time when i didn't imagine myself as a mother um mm-hmm. i very much was the opposite where i would um i wish i brought them with me i just thought it would be powerful for someone to see i feel like it would have but i bought yeah. two socks when my ivf journey started i bought two pairs of socks and yeah. guys listen if Noni saves this video correctly, I do believe I will hopefully have a girl this time, next time I get pregnant. But <laughs> I've always wanted however many kids I want, either a girl and a boy and, and however, in whatever format. So I bought blue socks and, and pink socks. I, uh, I'm very much a, a visualizer. Okay, yeah. I'm not into yeah. this whole old... I feel like this, this is a new thing of manifestation and I'm not sure how it quite fits into my Christian ethos. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, get but it. In, 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 if that's the best way to kind of compare it to, I'm, I'm very much, I'm, I'm a visualizer. So I used to put, I had blue socks and, and pink socks on my door. And that was the room that I used to pray in. So every time I opened that door, what do I see? The blue socks and the pink socks. Yeah. And, and that was, again, my way of making sure that whatever the situation looks like physically, mm-hmm. that I'm going to be a mother one day. So who knows? I can't speak for you, but maybe there is a you. You strike me as someone who's very maternal. So I, I maybe it is a defense thing. Maybe it is a defense, yeah, defense I, I thing. I don't it. know. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, nothing was telling me that I weren't going to be a mother. I love that. That's really kind of inspired me a little bit because I do think I do believe in the idea of visualizing and mm. and speaking over your life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I remember I said to you when we first started talking that I always kind of felt that I would struggle to have kids and I was 14 at the time when I had that thought the first time Mm. and there was something in my mind that just never left me and you and the one thing you said to me is you need to start speaking over your life I said that you girl (laughs) you come up with some words I'm like ah this big sister kept talking (laughs) (laughs) but no you said that and I I, I've really been trying to just be so like conscious in my thoughts and the way I think and just my headspace mm. mm-hmm. and, and welcoming those kind like my husband he started writing a whole list about the things we need and I I couldn't do it 
gets in. I, but you know what? I that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of, of, of being in a partnership because if you yeah. don't do it, he's he's doing that. He's doing yeah. that for you. But yeah, I was yeah. I was never um and I, I, I never could get myself to the place of not that's the thing, like you, you have to be anchored. I'm not speaking from a Christian point of view now. It got to a point in time that I, I heard I felt like I was hearing God saying, but you have to be anchored in this. Are right. you believing that I'm going to give you a baby, or do you not believe? Which one is it? I'm like, yeah, believe all. One. Well, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's okay. so that's where I got to the point of of of, of doing things that it reminded me that this your, your miracle's coming. I love that. Mm. Thank you for that because that's really that's going to stay with me for sure. Especially as you as we're doing IVF because mm. I I was at the fertility show that you were there, but I mean I didn't see you. I was basically late. Okay. <laughs> I was late for my slot for the panel. That's why yeah, I know we were supposed to meet each other, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy was there. I don't know whether you got to see him. He's from India. And he was saying that our thoughts are the spaces in between ourselves. So with the way we think, we, we kind of influence ourselves, like as ourselves, you know, body cells to, to do certain things. So he was like, as you go into this journey, you know, visualize and think positive and think things that are going to happen that you want and your your body will respond to you in that way you know powerful so I'm really, really being mindful of that definitely powerful um, as hi everyone who's joining hello everyone thank you so much for joining sorry i'm doing your admin for you because i know that you're busy and you want to get the questions going before i stay here i know I, thank you no please go ahead please go ahead it's my first time as well so trying to manage everything but okay so big, my yeah. next question is another big question um what made you want to speak openly about this? Um, why was it important to you to, to, to get your story out? And where did you get the courage? And did you have any black or African role models or trail, trailblazers like you are for me that were visible to you? Mm, what made me want to speak about it? It was back to that story of, I, I promise God, that mm. I said, I know it's that, you know what, I do, listen, Jacob, Jacob wrestled with God. I do believe that people bargain with God. And I, I would say I bargain with God and I said to him, God, please, I'm, I, just, I just want a baby, please. And, and you know what? For everything that I've battled and everything that I've been through, I know that it can only be you that has given me this child. So when you get out, I will talk about it. I will talk about it. Yeah. I will let him know that he's a miracle. He's a miracle. Um, and that's what made mm -hmm. me talk about it. So God, mm -hmm. if you're hearing me, I fulfill your promise and I'm still trying to do it. Um, yes, you are. Uh, really are. Thank you. Um, and where did you get the courage? Where did I get the courage? Uh, I actually got the courage from um, another community, and it was the white ladies. There's a massive TTC. TCC stands for Trying to Conceive um, Community. Huge. Yeah. And I think, I think my friends, my newfound friends, Danny's on here. So she'll probably, mm -hmm. if you are Danny, say hi. But I think she'd probably agree that there's a lot of white women that were on Instagram. So I joined an Instagram community and I just typed in the hashtag trying to conceive IVF. And out of the community that came up, I started following them. Vanessa, Vanessa, she's still here as part of that community as well. And yeah. I'm so inspired by their bravery. And I, I do get that their lifestyle and their, so, don't get me wrong, I think there's an element of shame and stigma in, in any situation. Hi, Danny. In any situation. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I, they they deal with their own shame, their own stigma. Yeah, Danny's here. She's like, hi. They deal with their own shame and their own their own stigmas. Um, but there was, mm -hmm. I was I was there. I'm not going to tell you what my account name was. If you find it, you find it. It still it still exists, but I don't. I'm not active on it. Um, but yeah. I was so inspired. But these girls are posting like pictures of themselves. Oh, you know, back in the clinic today. I'm I'm there like 
with with no name, no real name, oh. no identity. For me, it was just like yeah. it was like you know, like everybody's got their little go to. It was my go exactly. it was my go to. Like nobody knows that I'm going through this. Yeah. Let me see what's. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, that was what gave me courage. I just looked and thought, these women are brave. They're putting their business out there just for the sake of letting somebody like myself get yeah. through this in a good mm. way. Mm. Um, Danica, what's your account? I'm going to find you. No, she, she told me about this. She actually has a separate account. Um, yeah, but yeah, so so that's what gave me the courage. You had, I think, two more parts of this question. Yeah, sorry. Um, and did you have any black African role models or trailblazers that were visible to you? Yeah, I have a, I have a crush. I have a celebrity <laughs> crush and it is Gabrielle Union. I just oh, love and do you know do you know what inspired me gabrielle union i'm not sure if anybody watched being mary jane but i feel like mm -hmm. in hindsight when i look back to her um her script it very much mirrored yeah i felt like she's basically got she's basically kind of wrote out in her play i'm not sure she had any influence but mm. I feel like that she's written a book called um, I think we're going to need more wine I think that's what it's called yeah apparently it's really good I need to read that listen yeah. if I think I'm embarrassed talking about um, lack of ovulation infertility she's talking she as a black woman is talking about surrogacy yeah. exactly exactly like, exactly not even white women talk about surrogacy anybody talks about surrogacy Let I know to break into the black community and for her to talk about it and, and we put on a pedestal like that I thought yeah kudos, yeah kudos so yeah there was nobody locally that would say um yeah that would that I would say was a role model, but Gabrielle was enough was enough to for me to say, look, if she's doing it, I'm doing it. I'm gonna talk yeah. about it. Because you know, I didn't know about Gabrielle until yeah. much, much later. Yeah. I don't know. I think somebody sent me the story. I had I, I didn't follow her, so I really just had no mm. clue. Mm. When I did and I watched the Oprah interview, I was just like, Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and she's a beautiful baby. So oh, gosh, I love I love her little what's that little tash that they got for her? They've got a hashtag. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah. I'm so happy she got her dream though because yeah. I know I know the feeling of wanting. Yeah, yeah. Child, so I'm I'm just so happy. Yeah. Okay. That was that was who was visible to you. Yeah. yeah I'd say so. I'd say so. Nobody yeah. else. Nobody else at all. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Cool. No, I like that. You were my trailblazer anyway. Just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Shady Baby Hannah. I just called Shady Baby. Oh, Shady! <laughs> I have to follow that hashtag. Yeah, brilliant. Um, really, that that really warms my heart, you know, because it, it tells yeah, me that right. what I what I was doing and being obedient. Listen, when big old metro, you know, everybody's up on the Victoria Line picking up a metro every day. Exactly. And online, and I'm I'm telling my story. I was I was thinking, oh my gosh, how is this going to end up being? And the support that I got. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. just everybody on here. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody who's been with me on the journey, thank you. Those that read that first article that started everything yeah. off. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Because it's crazy because I think a few days later after I spoke to you, um, my husband sent me a link, a Sky article yes. link. And it was, it was the one that you were, I think you, you wrote in. And then the thing came up on telly as well. There was a thing on telly about uh, infertility in the BAME communities. And I was just like, I was telling you, I know. He's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> <Beg>. <laughs> exactly. That's me. <laughs> I was like, no, I've spoken to her before. <laughs> um, but no, so for me, it's been so instrumental Lisa, just having you. Very, even, um, I was even not like 
publicly like when i speak to you personal one-on-one it's just been really good except when you didn't tell me that i how bad ed collection was i cried like a i told baby. i told danica how bad it was yeah she told me you told her and i was like she didn't tell me because noni you're a bit you're a bit too into your detail and i'm i'm sorry yeah. every, every woman who's been through ed collection my god yeah. we shot my worst enemy I, I gauge, I gauge, and there's only certain people that I know. Danica's very cut to the chase, will take the information. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, nah, I don't think. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. I've never cried like that if, in such a long time. If you've noticed, if for anybody who has read my blog, I don't go into, I don't know if I gave you this feedback. Somebody gave, somebody mm-hmm. asked me, can you read my blog and tell me what you think of it? And I remember them, mm-hmm. I remember giving them feedback saying, it's too technical. The right. reason why I said that was because everybody's, experience with IVF although they may use a similar protocol is different and I don't think you do any justice learning about the details of it fertility in itself makes you obsessive so Mm -hmm. detail about what it includes I just would have done a disservice and wouldn't have given any details so sorry Mm -hmm. sorry but I just don't think it would have helped and I think also when you're sharing your experience a lot of people you're sharing with don't know the process yeah so the more technical you get, I think, and I've been thinking about this a lot, the more technical you get, they don't understand a lot of that. Because you have to be in it. You have to be in it to get that. Yeah. You know, so, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, Vanessa, I love being knocked out too. Like, I love being knocked out. Where am I? I think that was the part that sh- I was so scared when I woke up. I was like, where am I? Yeah. And I just stopped crying. I remember so. my, my, imagine only me, my air collection day was when Trump came, um, Trump became president. So guess what my first question was when I woke up. You know, most most normal people say, "Oh, how many eggs did I get?" My my question was, "Did Trump win presidency?" (laughs) (laughs) At least you still remember. And funny that you say that. That was a sign that I was operating properly because the fact that I remember exactly it was (laughs) president's day. (laughs) So I want to ask you about. when you found out you were going for IVF, mm-hmm. were you scared about the idea of assisted um, conception? Like, what, were you, when, when they told you, were you just, I guess because you kind of asked for it, didn't you? So it's a bit yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't scared. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. And then what are the, some of the realities or surprises from the IVF experience. So we spoke about egg collection, not going to go into too much yeah. detail uh, to trigger, but yeah, the egg collection was really, really horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't tell me that if you get to, so obviously I, I spoke with whoever has just joined, they collected 17 eggs and eggs come from what you call follicles, which are fluid from mm-hmm. sacs. When you mm-hmm. take the follicles out, when you collect those eggs, those sacs fill up with fluid again and that it yeah. causes the swelling. And I, was, yeah. I looked, the worst thing is that imagine that it took so long for the swelling to go down and I'm in the middle of a cycle that's failed and because of how swollen I was people are thinking I'm pregnant you could write it. Yeah. I really, wow. it was horrible and then just also I'm not gonna lie the reason why I my only skeptic the only thing that I felt that I didn't want to be involved with IVF for was the fact that all I could all I knew was celebrities were having IVF to have mm-hmm. twins mm-hmm. yeah it was almost like I didn't want to be I that that impression gave me an idea that IVF is a given if you have IVF, you are getting ah. And that set me up when uh, yes. I had yes. a negative test. And I was thinking, hold on a second. I'm concerned. The whole point of IVF is it gets you pregnant. What's happened? Yeah, that's such a good point. Oh, wow. So it, was, it was that. It was that. And then also just the fact that 
you know when you think yeah i'm gonna have a twins account because i've got i've had ivf because again you know how they portray in the media this lovely it's so true this is true yeah this so true yeah Yeah. and i think we i think for anyone who might be going through this it's really important just to know that ivf and even just for people who are not going through it and people in the black african community in general ivf does not guarantee a baby Mm -hmm. just because you're having assisted uh, conception it does not guarantee a baby at the end of it because i think a lot of people when you say oh i'm having an idea they're like oh congratulations i'm like no 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 let's just do that when the baby comes because it's not it's not guaranteed so that's a yeah, really good exactly point. and one thing that the best way you can know what your chances are again i'd say take it as a pinch of salt don't get too everything yeah. different but don't get too embroiled in details yeah. uh i can't remember what it stands for so anybody on here help me the hfea human yeah fertilization mm-hmm. embryology association they have statistics so i think if it's still yeah. the same if you're under the age of 29 i think it's 20 something point percent yeah chances yeah. when you go yeah. to the age of under 40 i think it's something like 13 percent it's it's quite yeah, low dramatically yeah even even for someone young it's really low yeah it's very very yeah, yeah. and that's someone yeah, at yeah. the age of so yeah just just don't get too embroiled in it, but just be aware. Be aware of that. Yeah. Don't let, obviously, these myths or how they portray it to be something so easy make you think yeah. that it's an easy ride. But it's not. It's not. It's not. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So this is a question from my husband. <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, <laughs> what were your feelings about the fact that you couldn't conceive naturally? Did you feel any way about the fact that you were made pregnant? Supposed to fell pregnant for example like with ivf conception actually happens outside of your body do you mm. have any things about the fact that it took intervention of science for you to have your son well mary became pregnant through the holy spirit mm-hmm. <laughs> true 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 i yeah. got to a point in time where i had to kind of deep it and think why are people so caught up about having IVF and that really spoke to me about why it's such uh why it's such a stigma because it's almost Mm -hmm. if if people are so caught up with IVF and and the fact that you're getting help that tells me that there's something in not being seen as a proper woman yes that's yeah I'm I'm quite logical like that I try and think I try and read between the lines yeah um Mm -hmm. So for me, it, 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 I just felt actually, you know what? This, however this, however this, however this pregnancy occurs, mm-hmm. it's occurring in my womb and my body. It's going to be yeah. transferred back in my womb. It's my, it's my, it's my matter. It's my, it's my yeah. embryo. Yeah. It's my egg. Yeah. It's my husband's sperm put together to make an embryo. Mm-hmm. It's going back in my body. So whatever happens or however it happened, is not my concern. Exactly. This is this is the reason why when you go as far as looking at surrogacy that's also a big deal mm-hmm. because there is something about your body owning this process that you know yeah i think there's yeah. something i can't put my finger on it i can't put my finger on it but there no, is something I that. Yeah. yeah 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 so for me it was like yeah mary mary you know this this wasn't a you know immaculate conception but so to yeah. speak it happened outside my body and it's interesting because i remember when i had a baby shower and you know you get that question a lot of my friends that are on here now hannah had a baby shower everybody else 
who's on here. Like, yeah. I'm sure the question on your sheet is, and you have your soon. I'm sure. Say amen all. <laughs> amen. I receive it. Um, one of the questions is, when did you conceive? And I remember having that question. I was thinking, <laughs> I can tell you exactly when, exactly, exactly. what time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I can tell you exactly so when, when so many women struggle in the Bible, so it's a wonderful thing anyway it happens. Yeah. 100%. That's so true. So true. No, and I think my, my husband was asking um, in the context of being an African woman, like, do you have, have you had issues with coming to terms with that? No. I mm. am quite strong-willed, and I'm not trying to have yeah. cultural strongholds break me down. Yeah, or tell yeah. me what my worth is just because I've had IVF. I think it's absolutely exactly. nonsense. And don't get me wrong, cultural strongholds are a thing. But as far yeah. as I'm concerned, if that's the energy that you're going to keep because someone's had fertility treatment, mm -hmm. then, that, yeah. then 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 in the same way, keep that same energy when the baby comes. Like, do you know what I mean? That, exactly. What's what's exactly. what's the issue? There's this. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and in some some respects. You know when you say your pain is your purpose. I'm so I'm so happy that having this journey has enabled me to be a bit more open-minded. Because mm. I don't feel any, I don't feel any less of a woman. In fact, I feel more of a woman. I'm oh, more of a woman because I've been through all of that. Yeah, I've been through injections. I still have my um. What's that thing called? You, you the the thing where you put your the thing where you put your. <laughs> Yeah, I've still yeah. got that because I can say, Sebastian, yeah. when you're being bad man, when you're being a, a little, you know, when you're being a little <laughs> brother, this is what I went through. And for me, uh, that, yeah. that's, that's symbolic of this is what I did. This is what, this I, is did. what I did to have my journey. So nobody's going to yeah. tell me any different. Nobody's going to tell me any different. And that, that I continue to, to have that mindset and I encourage. I know, mm. I know it's, it's um, everybody's different and I respect that. Everybody has their own complexes. But yeah. I honestly urge you and say with the most sincerity and integrity of my heart mm -hmm. that you are nothing less if you yeah. have had IVF, if you've used a donor egg, if you have had used surrogacy, that yeah. you're your child and you, that's mm -hmm. what you've done to have your exactly. baby. Do you see what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my take on it. Let's, let's just clap some hands. <laughs> oh, I look at all the love. Thank you, girls. Hi, Andrea. Oh, Andrea, darling. Sorry, okay no i love that thank you so much for that we've got a, we've got a, we've got a smoky question you need to scroll down quickly somebody's added to your questions my friends both posts i can't see it you need to Where's isn't there a way you can scroll up can i scroll yeah if you touch oh, yeah, the screen oh, oh oh someone's asked a juicy question Ooh, posts. i love that question i love that question okay so the question is we can we can go into it now okay would you have considered surrogacy if IVF didn't succeed, and and I want to add to that, what else would you have considered if IVF didn't work? I remember when Valerie had my niece, my beautiful niece Skylar. She's she's six now, and I, I call mm -hmm. her my firstborn because Valerie's my yeah. child, so her child is mine. And I remember I remember getting to a point in my journey where I said, you know what, if I can't have a child, at least I know my sister's got you know a child. Yeah. I'm getting emotional now. If I can't have a child, this has got a child, and she's my child. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember saying to Valerie, um, Valerie, if I can't, if I can't, I said, Valerie, if I ever had problems carrying my child, mm -hmm. would you be my surrogate? She said, ah, yes. Of course. She said, yes, but, but what I will say is, however in tune you are with yourself and whatever 
relationship that you have with God or whatever it is that you um, mm-hmm. pay attention to within your spirituality, mm-hmm. I knew somewhere in my journey that wouldn't be my journey. Right. Ooh. I know that sounds a bit weird. Ooh, I love that. I knew, but I knew that wouldn't be my journey. I love that. Wow. And if it was, wow. I think I think God would have prepared me for that, but. Yes. I don't I don't think it was my journey, so I wasn't too concerned with that. I just I I always like to um I'm a very I'm a, I'm very into my eventualities, what are the eventualities, but I felt that whilst mm-hmm. that's there and I would have come to that, it, I just don't think it was mine. One thing that I will say is it's a hard question because what you need to bear in mind is sorry because he comes with your husband. You've got another yeah. baby he's got another baby mother, technically. So exactly. when I did my yeah. event, you were at my event, Hannah was at my event, Andrea was at my event, yeah. anybody who was yeah. at my event, we had Narissa. Yeah. Yeah. We had Narissa. Yeah. She's got a, con- a condition called MRKH. Follow her. I think she's called my MRKH journey. I'll, I'll yeah. put her details out there. Her story yeah. was the fact that she, because she has a condition and she was born without a womb, she has her own eggs, mm-hmm. but she can't because she hasn't got a womb. She couldn't carry it, so her sister carried her baby. And I remember that Aminata asked her a question. The, the girl that was hosting my event, and I remember her saying, "What was it like? What was it like for your your partner?" And I remember the one thing she it, it never left me was for him. He just said that it just feels like I've got two baby mothers. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So I can't, yeah. I can't even, even fathom how that would be for me. But what I'm saying is, it, it just got to a point on Jenny where I just knew that it weren't mine. I, I love your conviction about that. Like that's, I just think that's, mm. I, I think people probably need to be more convicted in that way. Just like, you know what, that is not my journey. And even if it does become your journey, but then right now yeah. I'm focusing on the fact that I will have a baby. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. so I love that. Yeah. I really like yeah, that. I just, I just didn't think it was my journey. Because mm. to be fair, the, the, my, my, my medical diagnosis said that. It said that I, there's no reason I come under the category. I'm not going to even get into it because that's not your question. And I'm trying to make sure time mm-hmm. is not the mm-hmm. essence. But my medical prognosis, if that's the right word to use, was unexplained infertility, which basically means, it, is what it says, yeah. there is no reason why you shouldn't be able to why get pregnant. So that is yeah. also another thing that I held on to. If there is no reason why I shouldn't get pregnant and mm-hmm. unexplained infertility, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. they got something completely wrong, surrogacy wasn't on the on the cards for me yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so interesting you say that because i i was told a, a similar thing by my my guy and he was like because they did obviously test on me and then test on my husband and they were like as long as we can get the best sperm and get your embryos your body is not showing us anything that should be a hindrance yeah. let's say yeah we're not saying guarantee you're going to fall pregnant but the thing is the, the second part is, is is in your body so we we don't think there's anything yeah. and that was like after so long of not knowing what was going on that was just like everything to hear like i was just i held on to that and i hold on to it so Good. much and carry on time. carry on holding on to it mm. on to it. it's those little things that just get you along in the journey yeah. yeah 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 no i agree okay so um the next one is about miscarriages because i don't think um, people talk about this enough and I don't even think people really understand mm-hmm. miscarriages so um, I know there's like stats about this is it one in six women will have a miscarriage yeah apparently yeah and that's across the board isn't it so it doesn't matter what race or what yes I think it's across the board I think so the so one in six women will have a miscarriage yeah and I just I just wanted to ask I guess um, how did you 
because I think about this a lot as well, because I think there's always this idea that, oh, once you fall pregnant, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. But then you've got nine months mm. to deal with. Mm. So how did you, when you had your miscarriage, um, how did you... Danica said she thinks it's one in four. Oh, one in four. Wow. Wow. That sounds about right, though, because they said it's very common. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll look into that, and you, you, I'm guessing you yeah. confirm for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but how did you, how did you rise from the miscarriage? Like, how did you? I can't, like, I can't comprehend that kind of loss because obviously I've not been through it. So, like, mm. what, what did you do? What strategies or what? I don't know. Like, what support system? Like, what? How did you come out of that? I think there were. I think it just speaks of the sort of person that I am. So part of my part of my coping mechanism mechanism is the sort of person that I am. I'd like to say I'm quite high functioning. So if I I'm the sort of person that if something happens, unless it was really really severe, I can. If as long as it's not a risk to my health, I could kind of get back to something whilst mm-hmm. knowing that there's something to deal with in the back mm-hmm. of my mind. Um, that was a slow miscarriage. So even the first, so my first miscarriage was the first yeah. cycle, the one that ended up being told it was, it wasn't successful and it wasn't at that time. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember them saying the best way to know if it's a miscarriage is that you're going to have to carry on doing repeat bloods just as, and if your HCG level, the, the level that your, your pregnancy is going down, it's like that yeah. it's a miscarriage. And it, it just took ages. I think I started off at a very low, almost like marginally pregnant, if that's a thing. It was like mm. 20 or something. And I remember them saying, so by the next blood test, you probably would have passed the, the baby out. Right. Um, but it took about three routine, um, and apologies if this is a trigger for anyone. Um, yeah. It would have took about three, I think it took three, three blood tests. Sorry, I was trying to find my words. Yeah, um, yeah. Three yeah. blood tests to get to zero. Because what they say is once you get to zero, it's a non-pregnant... A non-pregnant um, mm-hmm, results mm-hmm. essentially, and that went over three weeks. Um, wow. It's one in four with eight times in push. Thank you, thank you very much, Alfie. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, see, we're learning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I think because it took three tests, so I, I was going mad. My mental, yeah. health, my mental health was low, and the reason why it was mm. low is because back, and I know every every woman that's on this chat. Where if they've been through something similar, what they what do they do? Because they're so desperate for this pregnancy to continue, they're looking online. I'm looking at yeah. on online forums yeah. saying, "Oh, you know, you know, believe in my story. I had a miracle. I had a miracle where my HCG just started rising, and then if mm. you saw the and then all of a sudden this ended up in a baby, mm. it messed me up. So um, the result be- the results in front of my face, like the, the nurse is saying yeah. to me oh Vanessa your level's back to six now it's down to six now and I'm thinking yeah something could still happen it could rise again I've read it it could rise again it went down to two it wasn't that baby wasn't budging I think I think God was just trying to let me know that my baby's with me until I was ready to let go to let go yeah but it went to two I'm like yeah yeah it could go back to 800 it's fucked messed up up. and I I guess weirdly enough I think because it was my first for me it was like I've been through all of this. I've been through mm-hmm. eight cycles of Clomid, one failed IUI that's supposedly a mis- miscarriage, all mm-hmm. this for IVF. 
only mm-hmm. people to come and tell me that I've miscarried this baby. Exactly. It's, it's a yeah. journey to get that baby and then after only to lose it. But that's why I asked the question, like, how do you come out from that? I, I came out, just time. Time. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was very much prayer, people just mm-hmm. asking how I was, being kind to myself. Yeah. Um, going into that room, making sure I was looking at that so- those socks all the time to remind me of what yeah. God had supposed yeah. to be. It was a lot of things. Um, how long did you wait then? To do my next cycle. Yeah. They said that they said they want me to wait three cycles. I said, no, I'm not waiting three cycles because you know mm-hmm. that my cycles are all over the place. I've had cycles as we speak. Cynthia topic, I'm not sure if you're going to go into that. Cynthia topic, my cycles mm-hmm. are all over the place. So as mm-hmm. we speak, I'm on day 50. So when they're saying yeah. every, yeah. You, know, you know, the next time that you're going to have to wait three cycles, I'm thinking that that could be six months. Yeah. So I begged, yeah. I begged my consultant. I, I even wrote a letter. I'm the queen of writing letters. Yeah. I'm the queen of writing. I even wrote a letter say, to, to my consultant saying, look, this is my situation. I'm going to be fine. I know you're saying that I should give... Um, I should give it time. Hi, Karima, love you. Um, I should give it time to for my body to get to get better. I was like, I'll be fine. I said, I need to get going with this. I said, I'm in the momentum. I'll be fine. And and he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he so how long was it? How long was it in months? Um, the cycle, the cycle, the the miscarriage was confirmed the sixth of December. I started my next mm-hmm. cycle in April, the following year. Okay. So, 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 my, so my, my first cycle was in November, it ended, and the miscarriage ended yeah. November 2017. The next cycle uh-huh. began, the frozen embryo transfer cycle began in April 2018. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, that doesn't make sense. Sorry, it would have been, so first cycle 2016 November, and then the second yeah. cycle started in um, April 2017, because obviously Seb was born in the yeah. so that wouldn't have worked. Sorry, <laughs> my years mixed up. No, and that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you one of the questions that someone's written, but then I also want to just rush through what I've got because it probably will go again. Um, How long have we got? So I think it's about five to nine that it cut off. Oh yeah, we'll be all right. I'll just stop talking. Yeah. (laughs) So someone said, "How supportive has your partner been through all this?" I think a lot of people do ask me that as well. Oh, amazing! My, my, I am literally. It's even making me emotional. Think about it. I am, I am literally so blessed to have Drew. I remember when I was saying to him, I said. I remember I said to him, "I'm so sorry. I can't give you a baby. I'm so so sorry." He said, "Don't be stupid." Yeah, and get through this together. He said, "He." I remember we sat down together and we held hands, and I remember saying, to, "I remember him saying to me, we need to start living a life of we might not have a baby, but there's still me yeah. and you." Wow! And that wasn't long yeah. before the second cycle, which Sebastian. Exactly. You sometimes you see how sometimes God says God tests your faith, but I, I, I remember yeah. I yeah. He sat down and said. I even feel like I remember God speaking this to me saying, if I give you no baby, then what? There's a, there's, wow. there's a time, there's a time in my, in my, my walk and my journey that I had to feel yeah. that way. But mm. never, apart from the fact that he wasn't involved in the injections and stuff, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. So supportive. And, and for me, I remember saying, you never show your feelings about how you're going through this. Yes, there's, yes. 
my priority is that you're okay. If you're okay, don't worry mm-hmm. about me. I'm okay. Yeah. And that's for me to say, he's okay. He's very yeah. alpha male. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. pray for him and make sure and say, God, look, I don't know what's really going on. So look after him. But I take his word for it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's special. Mm-hmm. That's special. Okay. Um, I'm just conscious of time cool. because this question. Okay, so just quickly, when you gave birth to your son, after everything you'd been through, what did it feel like? I know it might be hard to explain in words, but like what? Uh, I could feel the for a while. I couldn't believe it. But I was really, I was really sick, as if, as if, as if, as if my, you know, my trials weren't enough. I ended, no, up, no. I, I ended up getting sepsis, sepsis. Oh, I had death. Um, so I remember, like, I, I planned. You know, when you know when you're you're trying to conceive, you plan loads of things. You even imagine what your announcement's going to be like. I didn't get to announce. So people were like, um, Vanessa went into hospital on Wednesday. Andrea will probably remember, my friend Andrea. Vanessa went into yeah. on Wednesday. Like, why haven't we heard from her? And yeah. It's because I was unwell. So so the most I can tell you that question is that I was I was relieved because I went, put it this way, I went into hospital on a Wednesday to be induced and I gave birth, uh-huh. I gave birth on a Saturday. Say no more. <laughs> so more than I was in love, I was relieved and happy and yeah. all that. Wow, my baby is in front of me and, and he's here. I know. That, that's, that's another story in itself. But yeah, I was relieved. Oh. And yeah, it felt like a dream. It felt like a dream for a while, even more so when I was unwell. But after I just, I just yeah. I'm kind of a go with the flow girl. After I just kind of went with the flow and it was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have one more question. Um, I just wanted to say now that please follow Vanessa for her journey beyond the IVF because there's there's more to it. Um, so please do follow her to find out more about what her journey and what and what's going to happen because we don't know. We don't we know, know so, yeah. what's going to happen at all. Obviously, no. Noni put up that post that I put up recently, and you know I haven't. It's something that I'm still dealing with. But six months ago, yeah. which just when I thought that the story ended and it's just life with you know the frozen embryos that you know defrost when mm-hmm. i'm ready to and yeah. sebastian we actually conceived we ended up conceiving naturally one mm. months like in august that's a different story in itself i don't know why i say i'm surprised because if you conceive naturally you know it's because you weren't using protection in it but it is what it is <laughs> but we conceived naturally and it yeah. results in an ectopic it results in an ectopic um can you just explain what that means an ectopic is when a pregnancy so normally when you conceive that pregnancy mm-hmm. will travel and end up in your uterus and then grow within the nine months or 10 months that it's in your womb. With yeah. an ectopic, the pregnancy will normally occur outside of the womb and sometimes might be, be planted in the fallopian tube. I think mm-hmm. it's something like 90, Danny, Danny's on this. So I don't know how much Danny knows about ectopics compared to me, but mm-hmm. I think 90 something percent occur in one of the fallopian tubes and then like 1% is in, in the ovary. Wow. Mine was in my European oh, wow. tube. Um, yeah. it, ha- it all happened really, really quickly. So that resulted in me having to have life-saving surgery because okay. it, it ruptured. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm left with one tube now. So it's, it's likely that depending on what happens, might be on this IVF journey again soon. Like I, we are, mm-hmm. we're not trying now, but in the hope to when we do want to start having kids, yeah. we have been advised that there isn't any reason why you should try naturally. But what they say okay. months later, if nothing's happening, then yeah. all us you probably need a bit of help because 
even in saying that, I've just told you, I've been quite frank and said that I'm on day 50 of my cycle right now. Yeah. I'm not pregnant, yeah. by the way. Anyway, that, yeah, so I, I'm drinking responsibly. <laughs> Backlash, that might come back. I'm drinking responsibly. I'm not pregnant, but... Um, well, we're praying for you, Thank you. With, with, with that in just terms of healing, just in terms of healing and, and whatever you decide yeah. after that. And I hope everybody on this on this live will, will pray for Vanessa that as well. One true queens. Yay. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful ladies. Thank you so much, darling. That's Those my mom. Good. Who's your mom? Which one said that? Your mom? Vanessa 23. Oh, your mom's on Instagram. Hardest thing I oh, found she, about it on everything. was that people didn't acknowledge it as a loss. Yeah. That's another story. Mm. That's another story. But um, yeah, yeah. Same, same. Any more comments? How long have we got? A couple, like three minutes. Really. I, I want to pray for you as well. Oh, so thank I just, you. I want to. Make sure I've got time for that. Okay. Um, but, but the last question is, okay. So, two questions. If you can do them very quickly. Okay. Um, taking away the wonderful end result, which is Sebastian, mm -hmm. can joy be found in infertility? I think it can. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, th I think and sorry okay yeah in what way for you how uh, how's the joy so I spoke about earlier um it's the fact that you've got to take joy in the beautiful moments best example to use is when I had my topic I know we shouldn't glorify or or compete with whose loss is worse than another but when I had my topic yeah. I met an Asian lady that was right next to me and I remember talking to her and I remember saying mm -hmm. to her, oh, what are you here for? Typical Vanessa, I'm just about to have life-saving surgery and I'm still talking. And I was like, what are you here for? And she, she was like, um, I've, um, I've, it's taken me nine years to get pregnant, um, but unfortunately it's a topic. And all of a sudden, wow. I just think, thank you, God. Wow. Sebastian was like, at least I've got Sebastian. It doesn't, it doesn't make it anything better. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so that's what I mean by joy. It's those, it's those little moments where you think, mm. thinking of what you do, having been grateful. It's hard. Yeah. But that's, that's how yeah. I cope with it. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. And then the last question is about femelanin. Yeah. Oh, this is... This is Have I said it right? Have I said it right? Yeah. Sure. Would you write your femelanin Yeah. So please tell us about femelanin and the mission behind it. Sure. And just, I guess, close with where people can find you. Okay. And how um, very quickly, femelanin is basically a space that I couldn't find. When I was looked, sought out the TTC community and it was mainly white ladies, they inspired me so much. And I thought, you know what? There are intricacies. Whilst infertility is, is painful for everyone, there are intricacies yeah. as a black woman. And that's what, I don't want to go into too much detail, but that's where we speak of intersections, being black and female and all the other things that come with it. And I felt, okay, I need, I, need to, I need to build a space that I needed, that I didn't have. And that's how female mm -hmm. space. So we're currently rebranding. First, it was kind of, it was going to focus on all intersections within our everyday life, you know, employment. But I feel that the mantle was for me to focus on reproductive health. So that's right. what Melanin is. You can find me on the Melanin official. Yeah. Um, I'll put it in my story. And then you can find my page on Vanessa Hay. VanessaHay.com. If you want to email me, yeah. I'm open to emails. I don't do DMs unless I really, really like you. But you can, you can send me a DM and try. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So that's what the Melanin is. And that's where to find me. Thank you. So uh, her, her socials are at Vanessa Hay. As I've tagged her in so many things, and I have tagged female in an official oh. as well. Oh yes, you have. I'll Thank do, you. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that as well. Um, I forgot to put the pinned comment on this no, one. But how I can will. you cop that? Hannah, talk to me in it. Come into my DMs and I'll tell you. But no. I'm on my website as well. So yes, yeah. we need to have them. We need to have those hoodies. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So 
I just want to thank you so much yeah. for doing this with me. Like it's it's not I know maybe it's it's like I don't know nothing to some people but this is so huge for me and for you to be the first I really wanted you to be the first because of what you've done for oh, me personally. Thank so thank you for just holding space with me in this way. I really appreciate it. And people have have got so much from it, you mm. know. And there's people who are not necessarily trying to conceive but they're our age group. And they just want to know about the things that might lie ahead. They might not be their portion in Jesus' name. Yeah. But if it is, maybe they'll be a bit more empowered by the stuff that we've shared. So thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that I've helped you. And I, I'm, I'm here for you and everyone. Um, yeah. Whatever way where you are in your journey. So thank you. That's great. And I just want to close with a prayer for you. Okay, cool. I feel a bit awkward now having like this wine glass right next to me. Anyway. Okay. It's fine. God's okay. <laughs> a little bit of alcohol <laughs> okay so father i come to you this evening thanking you for this moment to hold space with vanessa i thank you for this deep holding of space this sisterhood encouraging and empowering each other and hopefully doing the same for others lord i thank you for vanessa i thank you for our crossing of paths and i thank you for the gifts you have given her and i thank you for the work that you have assigned her important work purposeful work a true trailblazer, paving the way for other women like myself. Lord, I pray that you continue to guide her. I pray that you continue to show yourself in her life. As she moves in her professional and personal life with her dreams, desires, her pain, and her struggles, I pray that your will be done in her life. I pray that you bless her family, Lord. We thank you because you are a loving God and you are a God of promises. May your promises continue to unfold in Vanessa's life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Love you oh, so love much. Love you so much. Sis. I'm going to WhatsApp you. I'm a bit back by how this has gone. Everybody, thank you so, so yeah. much for joining us. Before you go, I'm just speaking into your lives right now that wherever you are in your journey, one day you will have your baby. I don't know how it will happen, but you will. So Amen. hold tight and just trust in God. I'm respectful to the fact that not everybody may be Christian yeah. or believe in God, but hold tight you know and mm. and you're, you're brave you're brave and god has got you so thank you for joining us and i hope we have really spoken to you and you've helped us and stay tuned no one's yeah. going to be doing more of this so i'm going to be doing it next week but god yeah. bless you all love you and thank you so much for your support everybody who showed me support and noni thank you so much love you love you love you thank you thank you everyone for joining